Good evening and welcome to today's episode of the Zero Limit Life podcast. My name is Olusheye Igbafe, your host, and as always, I'm glad to have you with me. I trust you've had a wonderful week. Today, we are continuing with our conversation from last episode on setting healthy boundaries. And today, we're going to be talking about how to set healthy boundaries with family members. Family members are the most difficult group of people to set boundaries with. This is because we love them, we have a strong emotional relationship with them, and unlike strangers or acquaintances that we can just walk away from, it's more difficult to walk away from families. So we try to maintain the relationship. Unfortunately, when we do not have this boundary conversation, it results into a lot of hurt, a lot of bitterness, and a lot of anger. And that is why within so many families, there's so much resentment built up. I think it is better to have a conversation and set healthy boundaries, even with family members, than to be full of anger and bitterness. Now, growing up for most of us, our parents are the say in practically everything about us. For most parents, it's almost second nature for them to tell their children what to do. Right from when the children are young, parents get to tell their children what to do, what to wear, what to eat, when to go to sleep. And even as children grow older, for some parents, it becomes very difficult to let go. When we become adults and we have our parents trying to run our lives, it can lead to a lot of conflict, a lot of anger, and a lot of resentment. For some parents, when their children tell them, I can handle this on my own, or I, you know, I don't really need your input, they respond and they agree. Unfortunately, the percentage, particularly with African parents, is very low. African parents believe that they must have a say in your life um, till you die. A lot of African parents believe that, and so that creates a lot of boundary violations. Today, I'm going to share with you six steps on how to set healthy boundaries with family members. The first thing you want to do before even having the boundary conversation or setting the boundary is to be sure that the boundary being violated is yours. Now, what do I mean by that? I'll give an example. There was a lady whose mother-in-law would visit her every other month. And every time a mother-in-law was in town, her mother-in-law would monopolize her husband's time and you know they would stay up talking even till late in the midnight. During the mother-in-law's visit, her husband will have no time for her and for the children. So is it a boundary being violated? I don't really think so. I think the conversation that needs to be had is not with her and her mother-in-law, but between the, mo- the son and the mom, that's her husband and his mom. This is important because when the boundary being violated is not exactly yours, it has a more negative impact on the relationship, especially if the person um, that is involved is not making any complaints. So in this particular case, it may not be appropriate for her to have a conversation with her mother-in-law. Rather, her husband should be having that conversation. Before you start having that conversation, you must be sure that the boundary being violated is yours and the conversation is to be had by you and not someone else. Once you are sure that it's your space that's been in, in, invaded, that it's your boundary being violated, then you can proceed to have the conversation. There was a lady who was talking about how 
her stepsister would come into her home to visit and would take her things without her permission. Now, that is our boundary being violated. She is the one that needs to have that conversation to say, please do not take my things, do not use my things without my permission. So that is our boundary being violated and that conversation is for her to have. Okay, so let's move quickly and talk about the six steps that you should take in certain boundaries or a healthy boundary with family members. Number one, you should approach it gently. You should design a careful approach. This is very important because like I said, we want to keep our family relationship intact as much as possible and we want to enhance and strengthen the relationship and not destroy it. Your, your manner of approach can actually determine whether that conversation or that boundary setting will improve the quality of the relationship or will destroy it. Choose your approach carefully. Make sure that you identify the core issues that you are going to raise. Okay, don't just raise a myriad of issues. Identify the core issues and how it affects you. Determine the timing of the conversation, the approach of the conversation, you know, the tone of the conversation. Prepare it and plan the conversation very excellently before executing it. If you do not plan properly, you will have the conversation turned into something else than what you expected it to be. Number two, in having the conversation and in setting boundaries with family members, be polite, be kind, and be firm. Let's talk about the first one, be polite. There's no need to get into a rage or to get angry or to throw a tantrum. There's no need to make accusations and say negative words, okay? Be kind in your words. Have the belief that the hurt or the harm that they're doing is not really intentional. At the same time, don't be too passive. Don't go in pleading and begging, no. Be firm, okay? Be clear on what you want. Be clear on what is happening. Be clear on what you want and how you want it. Be very clear. Let there be no mistake what you want, okay? Don't, don't package it in such a way that the person you're communicating to doesn't even understand what you're saying. Be firm, be clear, and be kind. Number three, the third thing you need to do is use the I statement as much as possible. Don't make, don't use um, you statements. Don't make it about the other person. Make it about you. Make it about what they do and how it affects you. Um, use statements like, when you take my things without telling me, I feel very disrespected, I feel very dishonored, I feel like my trust is being abused. Make it more about you as a person, how it affects you, rather than saying, I think you're thoughtless, I think you're stupid, I think you're foolish, I think you're greedy, I think you're selfish. Those kind of words um, can set up the conversation in a negative trend that you don't want it to go to. So make it more about you and express clearly how their actions affect you as a person. Number four, and I mentioned this in my, in my previous podcast, and it is very important. You must predetermine the consequences, okay? You must predetermine the consequences. What will I do if this person does not respond to this conversation and continues to violate my boundary? There's a story of a lady whose mom will berate her right from when she was young. Her mom will use negative words on her. And the mother continued as the daughter grew up, went to college, got a job, got married, had children. The mother would always use very negative words on her, would call her stupid, you're dumb, you're foolish. And you know, she, she got to a point where she decided that she couldn't continue to live like that, that her mom should respect her, respect her space. So she had a conversation with her mom and told her mom, please, I need you not to talk to me like that. 
especially in front of my children. I don't want to pull me down or berating me or using negative words on me in front of my children. And you know, she went on and on and you know, she expressed um, what she wanted to her mother. Unfortunately, the mother couldn't care less. And then she had to tell the mom that if you do not stop, then um, next time you say such thing to me, I will stand up for myself. She had never talked about it to her mom. So a few weeks later, the same thing happened and she told her mom, don't talk to me that way, this is my house, do not talk to me that way. And of course, the mom said, well, if, you, if, you, if you're going to talk back at me, I'm going to leave. And she said, well, you're free to leave. And the mother left. So it took a while for them to be able to reconcile, but our terms for reconciliation was the demand for respect from her mom. That, that is healthy. And even her children had to actually tell her that they appreciated her and respected her for standing up for herself. Predetermine the consequences and be ready to stick with it when you know the, the going gets rough or the person refuses to concede to your request. Number five, um, don't take it personal. What do I mean by this? Sometimes we, when people do things to us that hurt us or that violate our boundaries or that violate our sanity, we take it as if it's a personal affront on us. But I've come to realize that a lot of times the people that do these things are not doing it um, to us to hurt us it's it's part of who they are some of them are projecting their frustrations on you they're projecting their anger on you it's not really about you it's who they are and when I say this it's not because you should excuse them or allow them to get away with it but when you understand that their actions are not personal that it's just a reflection of who they are it hurts you less you know it offends you less you understand that it is just a reflection of their own struggles or it's a reflection of their own um, insecurities or it's a reflection of their character flaws and it's not really about you so understand that even when people violate your boundaries a lot of times it's not really personal don't take it personal it's it's more about um, who they are rather than who you are Lastly, number six, whatever you do, please make sure that you do in love, especially when you're dealing with family, um, except in very toxic situations whereby you really need to cut off the person. But in, in normal family relationships, ensure that you do it in love. The purpose is for the good of the relationship, for a stronger and healthier relationship, and of course for your peace of mind and to protect yourself. And so whatever you do, whatever conversation you have, you must have it in love. And when you do that, you are likely to get more success from that conversation than when you have it in anger. So make sure that you are not angry. Make sure that you remove all anger and bitterness. Make sure that when you're having the conversation, you are calm. You know, you're able to sit down and talk without getting into a rage or getting into getting very angry, anything like that. Everything about boundaries is about having a healthy conversation. And, of, uh, and like I've said before, sometimes family members will try to guilt trip us. You know, parents will say things like, I give birth to you, can you tell me, I can't tell you what to do. You know, how can you say this, how can you say that? You have to use that love to still let them know that I love you, I value you, I respect you, I want you in my life, but I don't want you to do this. I need you to stop doing this. Hope you have learned something. I hope with this you'll be able to stand for yourself and ensure that your space, your life um, is the way you want it and the people that you allow in your life uh, play the role that you want them to play and it is a positive role. My task for you this week is number one, to ensure that you do not allow people to walk all over you and neither should you walk all over any other person. Throughout this week, be conscious about how you relate to people 
be conscious of people's boundaries and ensure that you are not violating their boundaries and then begin to plan how to have a conversation with those who may be violating your own boundaries. And that's a wrap for today's episode. I hope you have learned something. And till next time, take care of yourself, keep safe, and of course, keep within your boundaries. <laughs> take care of yourself. God bless you. Bye.